You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Anthony Cazenza here with CincyJungle.com, and this is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Hope you are all doing well. Been a little while since I've been seeing you, and hopefully you're all doing well. And that uh, you've been, if you haven't been catching up on Bengals news, there's a bit out there now. More and more workouts are being done, and um, a little bit of the same, but some more stories and other things starting to emerge not only about on-field work, but just some other things that, hey, I don't, I, that was happening in the background. We didn't know about that so much. And I'll talk about that. We're going to try and get through a ton. We've got a lot of different things queued up here. A lot of different things to talk about, uh, stories about the Bengals, clips about on-field work, uh, going around the AFC North. We've got some NFL stuff. We're going to try and get through it as quickly as possible, but also want to make sure we talk about stuff and Give an opinion here or there as we do that. In case you're new here to this show or you're new to Cincy Jungle, thanks for tuning in. CincyJungle.com is the Bengals website, the Bengals blog within the SB Nation network of blogs. We've got you covered with opinions, analysis, news, all kinds of different things there, podcasts as well, like this one, the Orange and Black Insider. And you can get this one through the Cincy Podcast channel, part of the SB Nation podcast network. On your favorite audio streamer, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of the major ones, we are there. You got to subscribe, leave us a review. And then, of course, if you like the video, you can click the little icon down there at the bottom of the screen to subscribe to this YouTube channel, as well as click the bell to be notified when new content is available and all kinds of different things there. And, of course, you can give a thumbs up along with, gosh, I don't know, 75, 80,000 people or so on our Facebook page. Go like that. Get access to our stories, our podcasts, live streams, all kinds of different things. So um, check it out. Appreciate the support. Let's get cruising. We've got a lot to get to. Some of these I'm going to kind of just say, hey, you know, go kind of go check this out for yourself. Do a little homework for yourself, if you will. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get into some other things here too as well. And I will pin links to most, if not all of these uh here so here you go right here uh the the article here peter king who has long long ties with the cincinnati Bengals. he was on their beat in the 80s as seemed to be a little bit of an axe to grind with the organization at times was was critical but also has a lot of things to say about them is pretty plugged in there and then of course you know when when they are doing things right he he pats them on the back here but interesting 
here. Peter King thinks Ryan Jensen was coming to Cincinnati, but then Tom Brady happened. There was the, the wishy-washiness of Tom Brady and all of that. And so, um, you know, there was there were rumors here that a deal was in place for Ryan Jensen, potentially. Um, Jensen opted to stay here in Tampa Bay. And then, you know, the Bengals went with Alex Kappa there. But Peter King had some takes on that. And this is from the NBC Sports Network here. We will get the direct quote loading up here. The night before Ryan Jensen was making decisions, should I stay or should I go? Infamous words from The Clash. Uh, I believe Ryan Jensen probably would have gone to Cincinnati if that weekend Tom Brady didn't call him and say, hey, listen, I'm coming back. Are you in? So it sounds like Ryan Jensen to Cincinnati was not was going to be a thing. And then, of course, the Bengals went with Alex Kappa, and then they went with Ted Karras um, uh, to fix the offensive line along with Lael Collins, getting them three new starters there, and then to be determined at what's going on at left guard. So interesting story there. I will pin this in the live chats for everybody to to check out on cincyjungle.com and of course NBC Sports so check that out this uh I, I, this is kind of general NFL schedule but this is something that came across the wire a little bit earlier today and I just wanted to briefly share this this is the official uh press announcement through NFL communications about dates and times for NFL preseason games. So we'll just kind of go by this, go through this really quickly. You see here, Arizona at Cincinnati, Friday, August 12th. We knew the dates, we knew the venue, we knew the opponents, all that kind of stuff. Here are the times. I believe that would be Eastern time there, 7.30 Eastern Arizona at Cincinnati um, for the first week. And then you go into the next week here. And you have... Cincinnati at the Giants, 7 o'clock Eastern on Sunday, August 21st. And then the third week here, you've got the Super Bowl rematch. Uh, Where is that one at here? There you go, LA Rams at Cincinnati on Saturday, August 27th, 6 p.m. Eastern. So there you go. Um, And then a little easier for you, you got, again, August 12th, Arizona, 7.30 Eastern at Cincinnati. 821 at the New York Giants, 7 p.m. Eastern, 827 LA Rams, 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, that is going to uh, be the schedule there for the Bengals in the preseason. And that is now readily available for everybody to go digest going forward, seeing all of the schedules come out for preseason. Okay, let's keep it rolling. This is with a little bit of a a little bit of a, hmm, I guess, I guess it elicits something like that. Uh, the Bengals attempted to claim John Kaminsky before the Lions snagged him. Kaminsky would have given the Bengals more depth on the edge. Notes Jason Markham, head guy over at Cincy Jungle. Uh, and this is via Field Yates of ESPN. Lions ended up getting him. Uh, was a popular player, um, as I can ever recall on waivers. Eight teams tried to claim him. Lions, Commanders, Colts, Browns, Texans, Cardinals, Vikings, and Bengals. And, of course, where the Bengals were in the waiver wire claim back of the line. And so he uh, he went to the front of the line in the waiver wire claim. So that is not, you know, Bengals were looking to add a little edge depth help with John Kaminsky, but um, not so. That is on CincyJungle.com, a guy, by the way, who was a former fourth-round pick, um, does have 41 tackles, four tackles for loss, five quarterback hits, and one and a half sacks in three seasons with the Falcons. So without a lot of 
stats sure were a lot of teams interested in that guy, including the Cincinnati Bengals. Some more odds and ends, news and notes with the Bengals. Predictably, the Bengals 22 class, Ring Ring of Honor class, will be again showcased on primetime or at the game in primetime as it was against Jacksonville. Pretty crazy game last year that inducted in Paul Brown, Ken Anderson, Anthony Munoz, and the great Ken Riley. So that is now going to be kind of a little bit of a theme with the Bengals as they continue to induct Bengals players into their ring of honor. And you see here, I will put that in the live chat, the article there. It was kind of, I believe this was on bangles.com kind of noted that, but um, you know, you can see here, that's going to be the eight fifteen kickoff, September 29th, the Thursday night week four game against the Miami dolphins. The Bengals will be un- uh, officially inducting in the newest two ring of honors and there are 15 here there are a couple of names we've talked about on this show and people have kicked around often as you know kind of front runner favorites you're looking at you know potentially willie anderson is a front runner guy maybe isaac curtis a guy in there Corey dylan boomer sison chad johnson um i mean there are, there are a lot of names here that you can you can think about i mean even reggie williams long time Cincinnati Bengal member of uh, Super Bowl teams and whatnot. Um, you know, you've got a lot of talented guys here, so it's going to be hard for anybody to make clear cut decisions on that. But uh, we'll see exactly what happens, and it'll happen on Week Four against the Miami Dolphins. They will be bringing in the next two enshrinees in the Bengals Ring of Honor. And gosh, it still feels so great to talk about and uh, be proud of as one who covers the bagels as a fan of the team, all that kind of stuff. You got to be proud about that. Speaking of just a quick one, I'm just going to pin this and give a shout out to our boys at DNH sports, Daddio and Hoji, as well as my colleague, John Sheeran. He does uh, some, some co-host work with them on their podcast. Pretty cool stuff. It is up on Cincy jungle. They spoke with Reggie Williams recently, Bengals iconic linebacker so uh, go check that out Reggie Williams always an entertaining interview a guy who's got an eclectic and awesome background as well as being one of the best Bengals players in their great history so um, go check that out Uh, the interview is pinned in the live chats there pretty cool pretty cool interview opportunity that they had there and it was a good listen so I would definitely go check that out more kind of fun stories emerge this time of year. In, in some ways, it's pretty quiet, and in other ways, it's not. And one of the ways it's not is just these these stories from a year ago. These stories that just didn't make it out to, to headlines are now kind of leaking out a little bit as things kind of trickle out in the spring and summer months here. Joe Burrow tipped off Jamar Chase about the Bengals' pick the night before the 21 draft. And this is via Kelsey Conway. Um, And she did a great interview with Jamar Chase, worth a listen as well. But um, you can see here, make sure the quote was, I guess, uh, sent him a hint the night before, make sure your bag is packed and ready. Um, And Burrow knew the Bengals were taking Jamar Chase. Obviously, uh, you would think that the Bengals kind of tapped into Burrow on that front, getting some inside info on Jamar Chase before picking him. You know, conceivably, the choice was between Jamar Chase and Panay Sewell. Bengals went with Chase. The rest is kind of history there. Um, I, I don't know how closely they actually had those two rated and how intensive a conversation it was within the walls of, uh, of Paul Brown Stadium, but the Bengals made 
the right decision for them. And hey, Penny Sewell seems like he's still going to be a good pro with Detroit there. So, you know, both teams kind of win-win, at least for right now, on both of those players. But interesting, go listen to that interview as well from Kelsey Conway talking with Jamar Chase. Fun stuff. The I think I've got something here. Yeah, this is from Ben Baby of ESPN. Great guy, friend of the show. This is a little bit of a, a fun one where you go, oh boy, these guys are having having a good time. I'm a little jealous. And that is the Bengals receivers, as we're talking about them. The Bengals receivers went to Las Vegas and did a little partying in Las Vegas um, as a group. And the uh, it was Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and this is on Tyler Boyd's Instagram here. You see Mike Thomas. Uh, so uh, the the team did went and did a little bit of a position bonding, and these guys have played with each other now for you know depending on who we're talking about a couple of years together now, um, getting some good eats in and getting uh, some fun time, some sun, got a concert, Stanley Morgan, Mike Thomas, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, all of them there. So you can see that picture on Tyler Boyd's Instagram account. And this is from Ben baby. And it talks a little bit about their trip, a little bit of camaraderie and whatnot. So uh, as we talk about Jamar Chase and the Bengals wide receiver thought that was the, another interesting and fun little tidbit going on in the off season kind of shows the camaraderie built in the Bengals locker room. Well, unfortunately, kind of a, a, going back a few years and talking against, uh, I guess, what was the locker room culture, what was the operations of the Cincinnati Bengals at the time, he got Andrew Whitworth recently co- coming out and kind of proclaiming that he had written a letter to Mike Brown as, as a free agent, impending free agent, coming up and he was threatened threatening to leave in a, in a letter uh, and he talked about it and this was during the 2015 season and it was in the middle of the season and what's interesting about this here is the Bengals were in the middle of really one of their best seasons in team history and I know it's weird to say given that they didn't make it through the playoffs there and you know, you got the year that, were, that the Bengals were just coming off of in 21 where they went to the Super Bowl. But that year they went, they were eight and nine. That was franchise record at the time in terms of a start to a season. They had stars all over the field, one of the deepest rosters all, all across the league there. And in the middle of it is their star left tackle uh, kind of getting into it a little bit with the team's owner. And here's the quote about mid season next year, I wrote, Mike Brown a letter and I said, look, I've reached a point where I'm frustrated. We're having an awesome start to our season and the only thing I can think about is that for 10 years I've done what I've done for you, being the leader you needed and a captain and all this stuff. And now I'm at a point where I'm begging you to treat me right. You have the choice to make the decision you made, but I got I got the choice and, the, and my choice is at our bye week, I'll have made enough money to pay you back a prorated part of my contract and I walk away and I don't have to think about this anymore. Or you can do the right thing and take care of me the way you should. Uh, really, really interesting stuff here. Um, it's a really kind of intense—I don't know—intense interview. But it's it's kind of weird how 
Whitworth is, and actually his wife to a certain extent as well, they've been pretty candid when asked about some of their final years in Cincinnati. Um, and, you know, I, I do want to also uh, have you folks go back and listen to the uh, Andrew Whitworth. Uh, I asked Andrew Whitworth her question during the media week during Super Bowl just kind of asking him about what it meant essentially being on the Rams and playing for the Bengals and what's ahead for Joe Burrow and all this kind of stuff. And he had some really interesting answers still has a real soft spot for Cincinnati, despite some of this stuff, no doubt about it. But um, you know, unfortunately some of their best players, it has happened in Cincinnati history. It, uh, it, it has not ended well um, or, or on the best of terms, I guess, because, and, and sometimes it's because of finances. Sometimes it's because, of team lack of success or whatever, but go uh, read that one. That's a really interesting listening. Listen to that podcast as well. Really, really interesting stuff. And you can get kind of the excerpts on Cincy jungle as well as um, the, the links to all of that there. Go check that out. And now a new offensive lineman is their stage for the Cincinnati Bengals. And this is from John Acri of Cincy jungle. Uh, and this is about Cordell Volson. And I just kind of want to uh, talk about this a little bit. This is uh, just kind of some things that he has said, but he talks about the work ethic. You know, whatever, whatever room I'm in, I'm going to be the hardest worker in that room, just showing up and working extremely hard, having a dream, uh, saying it's really been a dream come true. You grow up as a kid wanting to play professional football and play in the NFL. Um, so, Again, he, he talks about priding himself, playing different positions, having that versatility in all kinds of different things. So go check that out. Cordell Volson, kind of, I, I don't know if quietly is the right word, but kind of might be a dark horse to start the season at the left guard spot at this point. So um, go check that out about Cordell Volson. Again, I, you can see why Frank Pollock and others found him to be an impressive kid. Yeah, he's on the older side of things in terms of an in, incoming rookie and yeah, you know, the athleticism, depending on what position you're looking at, may or may not be what you're looking at or what your what your ideal situation is. But he's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of versatility. Uh, so at any rate, uh, that's you know, what's what's going on with Cordell Volson. And you can get a little background on him as uh, as, as the, one of the newest Bengals and as a guy who's vying for a starting position. Now, the Bengals were kind of – there's been uh, some stories just kind of centering around this one. The Bengals potentially almost drafted a punter. They tried to – you know, they, they had Drew Chrisman on and off the practice squad last year and all kinds of different things. And ultimately, they decided to bring Kevin Huber back again this year. Um, and so Kevin Huber, after the draft, joins the Bengals on a, on a short-term contract. And so he talked about recently his decision to wait – for the return. Now it might've been his decision. It might've been the Bengals decision. It could have been back and forth, but again, this is on the Bengals booth podcast with Dan Horde and Dave Lapham quote, knowing it was more of a punt heavy incoming class than normal. I'm not dumb. I know I'm not going to be the punt next six years. It's going to happen where at some point I'm not the punter. I wanted to sit back and see what transpired in the draft because if they drafted one, I totally get it. It's just part of the job that we live in. When I got drafted, they cut the other guys on the team, so I didn't want to put myself in a situation where I would almost be trapped if they drafted someone. So 
interesting stuff, some excerpts on Cincy Jungle, and of course the entire interview through the link on that article of the Bengals Booth podcast. You can go check that out. I'm sure you already listened to that anyway because it is an excellent one. So go check that out. But Kevin Huber kind of saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a realist about this situation and everything surrounding it. So good for him. You know, brings a little stability to special teams in the Bengals. So you like that. And hopefully, you know, everybody kind of keeps moving forward here. Now, we talked Cordell Volson in just a second. Probably should have gone to this one right after that. But uh, this is Lael Collins bringing about some bringing about some just – Quotes that bring smiles to your face if you're a Bengals fan. The quote is, however long it takes in terms of the willingness of time to block in a given play for the Cincinnati Bengals. And this is uh, this is the quote here. The mindset is to block for however long it takes. We don't play to a play clock down here. There's a man in front of you and you have to shut him down that's my mindset and that's the mindset of the unit we've got to give joe and every ball carrier the time that they need to do what they need to do no matter how long that is we've got to keep playing until the whistle blows the other additional quote when you put on the tape you'll see him making a lot of throws talking about burrow that he's making with guys in his face the pocket's not clean and he's still completing passes it's exciting. I can't wait. A guy like that is going to get the ball out. Just give him time. Additionally, to go back to the beginning part of the quote, the mindset is to block for however long it takes. We don't play to a play clock down here. All of that plays into also the second part of the quote about Joe Burrow and the way he plays. Extending plays, moving out of the pocket, ad-libbing. And sometimes, as an offensive lineman, if you are not prepared for that, if you're unwilling to keep going, if you are, whatever the case may be, if you're unaware of the situation going around you or the quarterback behind you, it can lead to some some poor plays or what have you. Uh, obviously, Burrow was a master at it, and he made a lot of plays off script. But this, it also, to me, this these quotes note that Leo Collins and his line mates know that that's part of the offense. They got to let Joe be Joe and you got to keep blocking. The play's not over. The play's not over until the whistle blows, right? So the awareness there of Leo Collins to me talking about that is pretty cool. And that's from Drew Garrison on Cincy Jungle uh, relaying some quotes there recently. So go check that one out as well. Pretty cool stuff, uh, especially as one of the newest Bengals, one of the most important Bengals on the team based on everything that happened last year and what the Bengals could do this year. So, you know, some good quotes and good things coming out of OTAs, including stuff about Cam Taylor Britt. There are additional articles out right now that he's being pretty vocal on the field, trying to kind of be a little bit of a rookie leader. And you like that. And recently we had, you know, I think it was Lewis Riddick of ESPN talking about he could be the steal of the draft. I really love this kid, high-end athleticism, all this stuff. Here it is right here. He might be a steal of the draft. And there are other experts here. Lance Zerline um, had him as a uh, – let's see here. Let's go down. Lance Zerline had him no better as a third-round selection. You see Bleacher Report as a potential fourth-round. 
So all of this, you kind of, you do a roundup of where the value is here. Um, but, you know, I mean, essentially where the Bengals picked him, they did move up to get him. It was very close to a third round selection, regardless. They like him. There's high-end athleticism there and a lot of effort there. So we'll see exactly what happens with Cam Taylor Britt, but he seems to be a promising player. Um, and then you see ideal role perimeter starting cornerback. This is, this is what, uh, what folks are saying. And then of course, you know, there are some consistency issues that are brought up and then the steal of the draft. I think that was essentially, um, I think that was Lewis Riddick of ESPN that, that noted that one. So again, Cam Taylor Britt, a couple articles tied in there talking about where the value is and, you know, where experts see him, but also that he is being, a vocal leader on the defense out there. So you got to like that from one of the high picks out there. Now let's go to some sights and sounds from on-field work, Bengals OTAs. Then we will transition into the AFC North and then the NFL and bounce on out of here. So let's keep rolling. Charlie Goldsmith, friend of the program. Got to have him back on at some point too, but a little bit of a Logan Wilson update. He has missed most of the offseason schedule with a shoulder issue, but he's in uniform going through reps with the first team defense right now. Alex Kappa and T. Higgins still remain out. And there was another one here that he uh, follows up with. The Bengals are doing some very light 11-on-11 work, and this is as of Tuesday, by the way. And Wilson is out for that, but it's still encouraging to see him around. So he's kind of still easing into things. Um, from that labrum injury, but he is out there doing some things in OTA, light workouts, side field workouts, all that kind of stuff. So that is something to note here. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Couple other, uh, by the way, Goldsmith noted that it looked like P. Ryan was out on Tuesday as well. Here's a little piggyback on that from Mike Petralia. Uh, Jesse Bates and Trey Henderson, again, not in attendance. Tyler Shelvin not participating due to a wrap on his left wrist. Kappa Higgins, Irwin, and we knew Kappa had the core injury. Higgins, Irwin among those on the rehab field. We, you know, we kind of got cynical, or I did at least, about the Kappa injury, but seeing him on the rehab field, potentially doing some light work or different things, that kind of 
put your mind at ease a little bit in terms of what everything long-term outlook could look like with that. And of course, I want to reiterate, please, if you are on Twitter or if you're thinking about joining Twitter as a Bengals fan, you got to go follow both of those as well as both of those two, Mike Petralli and Charlie Goldsmith on Twitter, as well as all of the other great beat writers that cover the team. They provide us with an immense amount of information and can't thank them enough on this. So this this is another fun, fun one here from Mike Petralia at T-R-A-G-S on Twitter. And we'll go back here. We'll start from the beginning. And you see here, first offense versus first defense. Um, you know, you can look at the names and, you know, there's Eli Apple and stuff. But now this, this is a little interesting out here if this is true one-on-ones or, you know, first, first teams, first teams. And I know there's a lot to play out, but check out over here who the running back is. Um, that's interesting uh, to see right there. Number 25, not number 28. Um, that would be Chris Evans. Now that kind of points to potentially a little bit. I mean, it could just be a random snap and we're looking at something that, you know, just Mixon wasn't in there specifically for, um, but it could also point to Chris Evans, maybe getting some more work as we expect in year two uh, in the NFL. I, I think he's an exciting dynamic weapon that the Bengals need to utilize. And uh, yeah. So check that, check that little clip out, kind of a fun one. Um going from there. So uh, moving on here, we're going to start getting into some more Bengalish news, but also um, kind of transitioning out of it a little bit into some other teams. Here you go, just in case you missed it, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, the beard of wonder, uh, and former Bengals quarterback. A lot of people seem to just kind of gloss over that or forget about that because he played with Buffalo, because he played with the Jets and all these teams, Tampa, and he had these epic runs. He was the guy to take over in 2008 when Carson Palmer had a Novo injury that year. Uh, pretty miserable season for the team in general, but uh, Hushman Zada had a, a big, big year there, uh, and Ryan Fitzpatrick was a guy that kind of provided some sparks and some decent games there, probably not statistically, I would assume statistically one of the lower of his years where he was starting a, a good amount of games, but uh, a, a likable guy in a number of different respects, a funny, funny guy. And, you know, just a really, really affable guy. And a lot of times really fun to watch, uh, but he is officially retiring after bouncing around the league for a number of different years. The link is there on Cincy jungle. So congrats to a former Bengals player and a, a really good guy in the league on a, on a really kind of up and down career. I know they made a, a movie about Kurt Warner, but man, uh, Fitzpatrick's got to be in there a little bit as one of the more interesting guys as well. So go read about that. And then finally, and I don't, I, unfortunately, I don't have the picture, but Chris Henry Jr. And if you saw the picture, you would say, man, he looks like his pop. Uh, and this is Saturday tradition in Ohio State blog. Uh, Ohio State offers son of former Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver. So he is the fit. They are the fifth school, the Ohio State, to give Henry an offer. He's in eighth grade, I think. So uh, he is going to be the, the class of 2026 coming in. Um, and they don't have any commitments there, but you can see here, uh, or I guess maybe he's going to be a ninth grader. I, 
Um, regardless, Chris Henry Jr. is uh, has been offered by the Ohio State. And if you remember, Pac-Man Jones has been a big, big person in those children's lives. Um, you know, I, I spoke with Adam Jones in, in Vegas for the draft. I spoke with him week one in Cincinnati at Jeff Ruby's, and he was calling Chris Henry's kids at Jeff Ruby's when we were there. So um, he has a strong, strong relationship, is very invested and very involved, and, and credit to, to Pac-Man on that front. So uh, really cool stuff. I know, again, we talk about the tragedy of Chris Henry, but you start seeing kind of some stories about his children and how Adam Jones has kind of stepped in to be, you know, a, a big part of their lives. And, you know, there is some good to come from that tragedy in a, in a weird way. So uh, anyway, interesting story that Chris Henry Jr. has been offered by the Ohio State. So we'll see exactly what happens there as time passes. All right, let's go. AFC North, before we do, I want to remind everybody again, subscribe to the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel on your favorite audio streamer iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of the major ones. We are there. You got to get that where you get this show. Coach Speak with Matt Minnick, all of that. We are there for you to digest, to subscribe to. And then, of course, if you like the video, you can give a thumbs up and like the Cincy Jungle Facebook page. You can also subscribe to our Orange and Black Insider YouTube channel where we do kind of weekly updates like this show. We've got our weekly analysis show with John Sheeran and myself. We do listener questions live and we've got a couple of other fun projects coming up throughout the summer as well. Interviews, all kinds of stuff. It's all there for you. Like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. We appreciate the support. All right, let's cruise to the AFC North. Um, the Steelers are poised to bunch it up this season. So this is on behind the steel curtain, which is the Steelers counterpart site of uh, within the SB nation network. You can see here, uh, here's the set. They're going to do a lot of this stuff, tight bunch trip set. Um, you know, and this is really cool how they break this down. They're going to attack zone coverage. So if you're sitting on the other side of the fence as a Cincinnati Bengals fan, as you know, here's a little video of kind of what they're doing here. Really cool little article here about what the Steelers maybe plan to do this next year on offense and how that may look uh, and how, if they'll be a little more successful with a different quarterback, we will see, but um, really cool breakdown there on behind the steel curtain. I pin that in the live chats there. So go check that out. Pretty cool getting a, a peek behind the curtain again, like I said there. Um, and I did a pun and I didn't even know it, behindthesteelcurtain.com. Here's another one from steelersdepot.com. And this is just a little bit about Rich Eisen, the very popular national media coverage man for the NFL Network and uh, obviously host of the Rich Eisen show. But he... He seems to think that Kenny Pickett will not even start a game. Excuse me, Mitchell Trubisky won't start a game for the Steelers in 22. And I, I, I don't know if I fully agree with that, but I've said on this show that I, it's there is a strong, strong possibility that the Bengals play two quarterbacks 
in each of the games that they play against the Steelers. Week one, they could try and maybe go with something that they think is a little more ready right now in a Trubisky or, and or later, they could say, you know, maybe it's not going the way we want. We got to start winning some games and see what our rookie has and they go with Pickett. Maybe they go back to old, to old reliable and Mason Rudolph. I don't know. Um, but for right now, you know, the prevailing opinion, at least from guys like Rich Eisen, they seem to think that Mitchell Trubisky isn't even going to get a shot to start a game. It's going to be the Kenny Pickett show. We will see going forward. All right, let's go to Cleveland. There's kind of all kinds of different stories coming out of Cleveland. I'm just going to kind of sidestep some. You can read more about what's going on with their quarterback because, and I'm not talking about Baker Mayfield. I'm talking about the other one. There's some stuff still coming out about that whole situation, but the Bengal, or excuse me, the Browns signed running back Dearness Johnson. He was a, I believe, a restricted free agent. This is on ClevelandBrowns.com, so you can see that he is. He was a, uh, he is a fourth-year running back, and he had 534 yards rushing last year. He is entering his fourth year with the Browns, coming off his best season. Um, and then, of course, you know, he kind of stepped up when Hunt and Chubb were battling different injuries. Um, and you see there he's got 721 rushing yards and 222 receiving three touchdowns in his time with Cleveland, as uh, you know, in his previous three years. So coming off a career year on the ground, we'll see exactly what his role is with those two, um, you know, being in there. But they seem to like him as a, as a restricted free agent there. And he's coming back to the Browns. This is Dogs by Nature. Um, for those who want a little history lesson in not only like Paul Brown's, you know, storied past as a, as a football icon, but just the Cleveland Browns, you know, football history in general. This is a cool little article by on Dogs by Nature, noting that Bill Willis and Marion Motley will receive Hall of Fame honor. Um, and you can see here. The duo was part of the, quote, Forgotten Four, who received the Ralph Hay Pioneer Award, along with Ken, uh, Kenny Washington and Woody Strode. So um, pretty cool stuff. And, and you could read about that. And obviously, Marion Motley, a very important player in NFL history for a variety of reasons. And here's the quote via clevelandbrowns.com, quote, Individually and collectively, they made one of the most profound cultural shifts in pro football history when they broke pro football's color barrier, thus ending years of racial segregation. Their pioneering role not only opened the door to opportunity for generations of NFL players to come, but it also changed the game forever. They joined the Browns in 1946, and yes, that is when Paul Brown was there, and Paul Brown was the guy to help engineer the breaking of that color barrier in, in pro football. So uh, cool story there. Very cool stuff. And if you want to know more about Marion Motley, the Cleveland Browns, especially under Paul Brown and everything Paul Brown did to innovate things in the game of football, whether it was something as important as that or things on the equipment side or playbook side, all kinds of different things. Paul Brown was an innovator in a lot of different respects. So cool stuff there. Go check that out on uh, clevelandbrowns.com and dogs by nature. Here's a quick one from BaltimoreRavens.com, and this is 50 words or less players standing out at Ravens camp. And I will pin this in the live chats for folks here as well. And you can see here, and this is Ryan Mink, by the way, writing this one. Um, 
James Prochet, Devin Duvernay, of course, two guys kind of getting the, you know, the lion's share of things with Hollywood Brown, or at least moving up the pecking order um, at the wide receiver position, moving on from Hollywood Brown. Those are guys to keep an eye on. Marcus Williams is latched on to Chuck Clark, asking him a lot of questions. Chuck Clark is definitely a leader. And then you talk about, he talks about the left guard competition. And in case you want to know a lot of things about the Baltimore Ravens, we have a very, very cool interview that will be dropping not only on its own, but also on our Wednesday episode tomorrow night with Justin from the Outstanding YouTube channel in Graven Vids. He's been on our show a couple of times. He is awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, he is dropping all kinds of knowledge about the Ravens. And that's about a 25, 20, 25 minute interview. So we cover a lot of stuff with him. And uh, we're excited. So you got to tune in tomorrow for that. And then, of course, we will have that on its own as both audio and video for you. So like I said, all kinds of different stuff as we bring you content here and talk about the AFC North. So you're going to want to check that out. No, oh, by the way, you're also going to want to go subscribe to Justin's channel and Graven Vids. He's got like 60,000 YouTube uh, subscribers on his channel. He's doing awesome, awesome work. So go do that. The other facet kind of talking about uh, a little bit of look into history there are five candidates uh who are you know ravens players or have ravens ties coming out for the 2023 college football hall of fame ballot and there's a lot of stuff that's been leaked out about that of late and here is the baltimore beatdown again part of the sb nation network kyle barber you see there oh somebody named ray lewis Oh, somebody named Haloti Nada, Bryant McKinney, Eric Weddle, Jeremy Macklin, all these guys. Obviously, the first three spent a lot of time with, with the Baltimore Ravens, but um, some guys that were outstanding in college had outstanding pro careers as well. So uh, they have uh, they are eligible for the College Football Hall of Fame ballot. So keep an eye on that there. A lot of success in that franchise and a lot of big-name players no doubt. Well, going a little further outward throughout the rest of the NFL, the big news dropped yesterday about a name that is slowly starting to just get under the skin of of those associated with the Cincinnati Bengals based on what happened in February. Regardless, the Rams have reworked all-world defensive tackle Aaron Donald's three remaining contract years to give him a massive $40 million race through 2024, making him the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history at 31 years old. He gets $95 million through 2024. The salary cap does not exist. The salary cap does not exist, folks. And by the way, the all-world designation was given by Ian Rappaport of NFL Network at Rap Sheet. That's not, those are his words, not mine. But whew, that is a big, big contract, but a guy who deserves it. And again, a guy who we have uh, unfortunate familiarity with on the Bengals side of things. So that was a big, big piece of news that dropped yesterday. And, uh, you know, it's been lingering out there. Is Aaron Donald going to stay? Is he going to continue to play? He kept saying, you know, I want to get paid and I'll play, but I'm also good with retiring, the whole deal. So we'll see. Uh, But he got – 
a contract restructure and and did his thing. So uh, good for him, and I guess good for the Rams. He's sticking around after uh, Von Miller went to Buffalo and all kinds of different things. So uh, good good for those those parties there. All right. Debo Samuel is expected to attend 49ers mandatory mini camp after trade request and skipping OTAs. So he will be there. A guy who is just a dynamic, dynamic player plays like a running back slash wide receiver slash slot guy. Slot. I mean, he just does kind of everything for him. Really, really talented player. Um, and this is on NFL.com. So he, you can read more about that, but Debo Samuel is expected to attend mandatory stuff after requesting a trade and skipping out on optional stuff. So that is what it is there. Uh, quickly, Nick Sirianni is starting to see some positive things, some more positive things out of Jalen Hurts in the third season here. So this is on NFL.com as well. Uh, big year for Jalen Hurts in terms of, you know, his viability as a, as a starter going forward. But you can see here, um, Coach Nick Sirianni has liked what he's seen from Hurts during offseason workouts. Quote, I'm noticing a big difference. He told ESPN Sal Palantonio. Sal, Sal Pal has been a Eagles coverage guy staple for decades. Um, what I see is a crisper ball, the accuracy I've been very pleased with. You can just see him taking strides every single day with his accuracy because of the fundamentals he has with his feet and his upper body. Some of the criticisms with Hertz uh, are consistency and accuracy. But I mean, there are times where he just explodes statistically or he explodes and they have a big win, but there are other times where you go, man, that's just, you know, that's just not going to cut it, at least in his first two years. But now I think they're seeing, um, you know, you see the big difference was the quote. I'm noticing a big difference from the coach, Nick Sirianni. So we'll see exactly how that how long that lasts and everything. But that's the the quote for right now. All right. A couple more and then we are out of here. I'm going to start with this one because the last one actually involves a couple of Cincinnati Bengals players. Once again, I guess I could have tacked it on to Bengals news stuff, but I didn't. So Deal with it. This is CBS Sports. Uh, some AFC players, under-the-radar AFC, AFC players that could be in store for a star-like year in 22. You see there, Dobbins is one. Taron Johnson, the cornerback from Buffalo. Oh, hey, there's one on this one too. Evan McPherson, the kicker. Could be a star. By the way, if you're a, a trading card guy, gal, whatever, and or you're looking to collect cards, go see what some of these Evan McPherson rookie cards are going for. The kicker. It's crazy. Uh, and for good reason, because he is a valuable, valuable weapon for sure. You see Javante Williams, the Denver Broncos running back. Davis Mills, interestingly enough, on you know Houston Texans. So there's a lot of different... A lot of different uh, players on here. Go check that one out. And they've got Evan McPherson on that list here. All right, last one. And we are then going to bounce out of here. This is a cool one from Nick Shook of NFL.com. This is the next 
generation stats showing the top 10 pass catchers. T. Higgins and Christian Kirk top the board. And so you're going to look at catch rate over expected, C-R-O-E. You're going to see that metric here. You're going to see some different things. And it says what that metric measures the difficulty of completion using a number of factors, separation from nearest defender, depth of target, speed, etc. Players boasting higher CROEs have consistently made difficult, unlikely catches more often than the rest. Those are the ones you can count on to make the tough grabs, which is what we all want in our pass catchers, right? And this is going to make you feel pretty good about things. There's number 10, Adam Thielen, one of the best in the league there. Look who number nine is, Jamar Chase. Catch rate, 63.3%. Expected catch rate, 57.1%. That is a 6.2% CROE increase in terms of catch rate over expected. So that is really, really good. He is already top 10 after just one year in the league there. And in a little bit of a convoluted, but an important category here, you see Devontae, look at the names too. Devontae Adams, George Kittle, Cooper Cup. You know, I mean, you're seeing all kinds of Hunter Renfro, you know, maybe a name that you didn't expect in there, but look at the catch rate, 80.5%. You knew that was his label coming out of college, out of Clemson there. You knew that. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, a little bit of a, a interesting one here. Catch rate, 78.6. And you see a plus nine in terms of expected catch rate. Tyler Lockett, longtime Seahawk, who just gets, continues to get it done. Good player. Christian Kirk, number two. Right there, 74.8%. Uh, expected catch rate, 654 And then number one on the list, T. Higgins catch rate, 67.3%. Expected catch rate, 575 Almost a 10% increase of CROE. And, um, yeah, so you, you can see here, Higgins catch rate didn't land near the top of the league, but most important metric in these ranking, rankings, catch rate over expected separates him from the rest. As a receiver who op operates in the most congested area of the field, Higgins consistently exceeded expectations, finishing with the sixth most receiving yards and fourth most expected points added on intermediate targets. So Higgins just doing work, Chase doing work. You got to love that. And if you are a stat geek, if you like diving into the weeds on some of the analytics like that, hopefully you enjoyed that. But the point is the Bengals have two of the top young receivers in the league, three a trio that is among the best in the league. So, um, you know, we got to expect more points, more wins, and all kinds of stuff because of players like that on the roster. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This has been the Happening Headline Show. We're going to be back tomorrow night with John Sharon and myself talking some more Cincinnati Bengals, talking all kinds of different things and uh, having some fun, and then we'll bring you all kinds of different stuff this week. But uh, thank you for tuning in for the Happening Headlines. Hopefully you can take all of this information about the Cincinnati Bengals, about the AFC North, about the rest of the NFL, and, uh, hey, go take it and – uh, make yourself sound like a smarty at work or family, friends, get together, what have you. And of course, everybody I reference, whether it's on Cincy Jungle, whether it's the beat writers, wherever, and not just the Bengal ones all over, you got to go give them follow. You got to go give them the clicks and reads and all of that stuff because they put in a lot of work on this stuff. So go check that out and give them the credit. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Have a great rest of your week. We'll be back with more for you.